everyone. Welcome back to the Average Film Enjoyer podcast. Today we are going to be talking about number 247 on the IMDb Top 250, which would be The Help. Um, The Help released in 2011. It's 146 minutes long, directed by Tate Taylor. Um, and it is it has a long description, but I'm going to read it to you. Abilene Clark is a middle-aged African-American maid who has spent her life raising white children and has recently lost her only son. Minnie Jackson is an African-American maid who has often offended her employers despite her family's struggles with money and her desperate needs for jobs. And Eugenia Skeeter Fallon is a young white woman who has recently moved back home after graduating college to find out her childhood maid has mysteriously disappeared. These three stories intertwine to explain how life in Jackson, Mississippi, revolves around the help. Yet they are always kept at a certain distance because of racial lines. Um, it features Emma Stone, Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, Bryce Dallas Howard, Jessica Chastain, and many, many others. Um, and I loved this movie. I have it at four and a half stars. And, yeah, I would like to know where you stand, Trey, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, one thing before I start that I want to point out, uh, so, five out of the six main actresses in this movie either were Oscar winners before filming this movie, won an Oscar from this movie, or since this movie has come out have become Oscar winners, and that's, uh, that's... Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in this movie. Emma Stone, Allison Janney, uh, Jessica Chastain, and I want to stay there. I think that's it. Yeah, that's all five. Uh, and I thought that was super cool. Um, I I enjoyed this. I gave it a four star. I thought it was very good. Uh, Eighty three out of a hundred. Um, I thought all the, I thought it was like chock full of really, really solid acting performances. Um, and I thought it was some really solid cinematography. Um, and the script was very, very good. I enjoyed that as well. Uh, and it definitely, there are some parts I don't like about it, but as far as the stuff I liked about it, um yeah the score was very fitting i felt it wasn't like the best score i've ever heard but it felt very like like this is it felt very perfect for like the movie and the tone um and the pacing was incredible i mean i was locked in for like the entire movie uh which doesn't it it happens but it doesn't happen as often as one would think um and yeah, I I enjoyed it overall. Uh, once we get into nitpicks later, uh, I, I have a few things to say, but overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I gotta say, I found myself laughing a lot more in this movie than I thought I would. Um, I don't know if I'm alone on that or what, but I found some parts to be very very funny. Some lines to be very funny as well. Yeah, yeah, that was that was one of my nitpicks. Um, is I feel like this movie could have been 
it, it could have hit more home and it could have it could have benefited from being more sad because what it felt like is like it's this light comedic script with these dramatic like with these small dramatic moments and i felt like it really could have benefited from being this dramatic heavy script with some light comedic moments you know yeah. um and i felt like that would have raised it like a half star for me um but that's just me that personally just didn't work for me i didn't feel like it was the right the script wasn't the right tone for the subject matter um yeah but there are like i there are some very very funny moments i mean anytime um jessica chastain was on screen i was chuckling she was she was absolutely stellar um and uh one of the final scenes when uh hilly bryce dallas howard's character shows up to skeeter's house um and her mom comes out and like yells at her i that was very funny i did enjoy that quite a bit yeah <laughs> um yeah there were a lot of parts of this movie that were funny uh would you like to start to get into the nitpicks a little bit or or um do you have anything else you would like to add uh, no, I think that's about it. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard was my standout performance. Um, I cried once uh, at the end, which I don't cry at too many movies, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, just my nitpicks. As a film, and Hollywood, I feel like, does this a lot, it felt very whitewashed it felt like i mean tate taylor is a white man um everybody wrote on this movie is white um it's told through like our main character is obviously skeeter so it's told through this story um about the african-american community in the 60s is told through a white perspective which didn't feel great like it was just kind of like Oh, that was a weird choice. Um, so that was that was kind of a thing for me. Uh, it just didn't feel. It felt like they like, they like took, and again, it goes back to it being like a light comedic script. It 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 felt like they took a more casual viewing of it to like. Uh, uh like get more people interested because obviously no one's gonna want to go see not many people are gonna want to go see the like deep like depressing story about how oppressed the african-american community has been in the past hundred years in the u.s um and uh so i just i don't feel great about that that definitely brought it down for me quite a bit uh, but I think that's about it as far as nitpicks go. Yeah, um, I totally see where you're coming from. Uh, yeah, and having it be written by all white people, I did not know that, but I could totally see that being a factor, and I could totally see that being true, because it does have a lot of 
um, you could say white savior problems, even, um, which is a known trope. So I will say yes to that. Um, However, I will say it's something we also said with Dances with Wolves, that this does kind of add to the white people suck cinematic universe. Um, A hundred. And I often found myself, and I even wrote it down in my notes, that there are a lot of very hateable characters in this movie. Um, Yeah. Specifically Hilly. Um, she really yeah. bothered me at a lot of points in this movie. Um, yeah, but it does have a lot of those, like, white savior trope problems, and I, I mean, yeah. and Tate Taylor, Tate Taylor did a fine job. He was the writer on the movie. He adapted The Help, which was, uh, it's, yeah, it's a book, um, which Cedar wrote. Uh, so he adapted this book about disenfranchised African Americans written by a white woman. And then, it, I don't know, it just felt very, uh, very out of touch. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if that's my only nitpick, like, that's going to bring it down like 10, 15 points. So I, that's, uh, um, and that's fine. Uh, so, but just as a film, it is really, really solid, and I think everybody should watch it. It's a good time. Um, uh, yeah, I just read one of my mutuals on Letterboxd. I just read his, his review. It says, good film, but mad white savior issues. <laughs> yeah, it, I think everybody... And it kind of has the same problem with it, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. I re- it. I really enjoyed it, and I think that honestly, it had great performances. A despite the thing we discussed, it had a very good script, very well written as far as dialogue goes. Um, and I would say that. The white savior problem is the only thing keeping this from being a very, very highly regarded movie for me. Um, Because I think it would be more well regarded amongst the common community if it was, if that little detail was not as prominent. Yeah. But yeah, I think that it was a splendid film. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, um, yeah. So, so let's go through what was the most, well, we, as people know, we usually do what's the most rewatchable scene, but I think today we, I want to do what's the most impactful scene. What, what, what scene had the most impact on you? What scene had the most impact on me? Um, there was something about that scene when they were throwing plates at Minnie that really made me like, go ew. Oh, um, yeah, when her husband was throwing stuff at her. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely very hard to watch. Um, there was a few scenes that I found hard to watch, but I think that that's the one that really comes to mind. Yeah. For me, it's the final scene where um, Abilene gets fired 
and uh, Mae Mobley, the little girl she had been taking care of. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. God, I was a mess. I was like, oh my God, don't leave, Ava leave. You was kind, you was, you was smart, you was important, please don't leave. And it was... Yeah, I, I knew you were going to say that, so I tried to pick another scene. However, I was bawling my eyes out. Right? Yeah. Like, she's just screaming at the window, and she, like, has to walk away, and she's, like, crying, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. This sucks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really, really rough scene to watch. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I knew you were going to pick that. I tried to pick something else to give a little bit of variety. But, yeah, easily, easily the most impactful scene. Um, so, for you, who won this movie? So, obviously, Octavia Spencer won Best Supporting Actress. Um, but, for me, that's not really who won this movie. For me, so that's it- for me, that's Viola Davis, without question. Yeah, me as well. She was absolutely unbelievable yes extraordinary and that's viola davis is always amazing viola davis doesn't miss um but yeah she was so good in this yeah yeah she was outstanding but yeah you're right she doesn't miss like ever she just she goes all in in every role she's in and i really respect that about her um so for you does this movie belong um on the imdb top 250 i'd say yes i think that this is a movie that needs recognition i think it's a movie that a lot of people do need to see um so i'd say yeah honestly yes what about you agree I agree. I don't know. I'm kind of on the edge. It's already at 246. Uh, and I don't really think it could go any lower. Yeah. I don't know. It's right on the edge of being a yes or a no. Because, there again, there are some parts I really enjoyed, but there are some parts that really, really brought it down for me, personally. Um, and I'm I... going to give you... A- I'm going to give you a maybe. All right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And there are, if we are talking about movies that do represent the African-American community, there are other movies that could totally be on here. Um, But I do think that this is one that is pretty highly regarded by a lot of people. And I do think it's a good, it's a very, very, very good movie. Um, and again, movies that get nominated for Oscars, IMDb does lean a little bit more towards. It's not like Letterboxd that has the more niche films. Hmm. Um, so I guess there's maybe some bias there, but I do think it was still a great movie that could, in my opinion, stay on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and our last final question... I don't even know if this is going to be like a full conversation, but would Peter beat Jack Torrance in a fight? Obviously not. Jack Torrance is a unit. <laughs> There's not too many that are, people that are beating Jack Torrance. 
I mean, maybe when we get to the Iron Giant, like, Iron Giant will stomp on him, but, I mean, <laughs> right now, skinny Emma Stone it does not have a chance against my man Jack Torrance. However. Okay, yeah, you got a counterpoint. I've got a counterpoint. Um, If we do not count Skeeter, um, uh, and, or no, 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 we can count Skeeter because we said we could bring other people in. Yeah. Torrance is not really bringing anyone else in. However, if Emma Stone happened to bring in Octavia Spencer, and we counted not insane Jack Torrance, okay? Yeah. Not, like, insane, insane Jack Torrance, because he was always kind of insane. We discussed that. If she knew that he was about to be insane... And we brought Octavia Spencer into the question, and she brought in a little bit of a terrible awful. I think we could have a competition here. I think that's definitely possible. But even then, I still think Jack's winning. You think Jack's I mean, winning even after running on a chocolate pie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Because my man doesn't give a crap. He doesn't give a crap if there's... Uh, poop in that pie. He's still winning. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just to, just to psych them out, he'll probably eat the rest of the pie while staring at them because <laughs> he's that crazy. So, Fair. <laughs> I don't think it's a competition this week. Yeah, um, you're right. Um. So, before we get into our game for the week, uh, is there anything else you want to say about the help? Any last thoughts? Um, I would like to say that the ending of this movie was phenomenal, and I know we already said it, but it really, really, like, made me think, because there was that part when she um, went out and yelled at Hilly, uh, and I thought that was kind of going to be our ending, where it's, like, a very happy ending, and you feel good, and the awful people of the movie get what they deserve. Uh, and then they ended it with me crying. So I gotta say, a movie that ended with that level of trip you up is pretty, pretty good. Uh, anything else that I wrote down? No. Or actually, actually, I want to say that... Or actually, no, we said that already. Yeah. No, I have nothing else to say. I'd say that this movie was great. So, yeah, what do we have planned for today? Well, before we, we... I forgot to talk to you about this. But before we get into our game, I would like to start a new segment um, called Highest and Lowest. So, we both say, like, and talk a little bit about uh, what is the highest movie we've rated since our last episode and what is the lowest movie we've rated since our last episode. Um, I, I mean, uh, if you have your letterbox pulled up, you can go ahead and start, but if you need time, I can start, uh, whatever you want to do. Um, since Life of Brian, since Life of Brian, I gotta look. I think yeah. I, I think I'm not gonna count the help, though. Alright, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, my movies I have rated very highly. So, 
I have a few. I I can start while you find yours. I have a few. Um, I rewatched, or I finally logged Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, peak peak comedy, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and but my highest rated was uh, uh, Sound of Metal, starring Riz Ahmed. Um, yeah. I had never seen that before, and it was recommended to me, so I was like, might as well check this out. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That was so good. I absolutely loved that. I gave it a 97 out of 100 for five stars. Um, yeah, that was, that was, it was so good. Um, and then the lowest rated um, is I watched Dude, Where's My Car? Starring Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott. Oh. And I rated it, let's see, 10 out of 100 for a half star. Really? That movie sucked. That was, I, I did not laugh. Not even a chuckle, not even a smile a single time. It was so dumb. And, like, I like dumb comedies, but that was, like, another level of dumb. And it's just, like, yeah, that was, yeah, oh, that was bad. That was bad. I think um, I have it at, like, a two. I mean, I don't think it's as horrific as you're saying. However, I could totally understand how it could be regarded as maybe the dumbest movie of all time. It's really, like, really stupid. Um. Yeah. So since Life of Brian, uh, I've rated a few movies high. However, I think my highest is Fifty First Dates with Click and Terrifier 1 in close seconds. I loved Terrifier 1. Gotta say, it was so fun. Yeah, and my my lowest, uh, it's kind of a tie again. So Anger Management, I have three stars. Um, I don't know if you're familiar uh, but it's loggable on Letterboxd. The guys from Good Mythical Morning did a live stream, Good Mythical Evening, where it's just raunchy them. I don't know. I had is some fun it, with that. Uh, Red Link? Is that who it is? Yeah, those guys. They did something. It was loggable on Letterboxd. Um, cool. But I would also like to mention that I rewatched Old Boy. And yeah, I saw I wanted to talk about this because you have old boy at a three and a half star. And that movie is a fucking masterpiece. It's so good. That is one of my all time favorite movies. So I have it at three and a half stars. Um, because I rewatched it and had a really bad time. Um, and I don't mean bad time. Like it sucked. I mean, bad time. Like I, don't know if I was paying enough attention the first time, and I just felt sick through this whole movie. And I get that that's kind of why it's good. Yeah. But I... Yeah, it's messed up. This was like a Requiem for a Dream level time for me. Um, I don't know what it was. I, like, the fight scenes I get are very entertaining, but... There was something about watching it this time that just, I, I, I was not enjoying myself at all. I, I couldn't, I, mean, I couldn't like it this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and spoiler alert for the movie, 
if you haven't seen it somehow yet. I know that it came out in theaters, and I didn't get the chance to see it in theaters because uh, I wasn't able to really go out, and it's already out of theaters now. Um, yeah. So I decided to just rewatch it at home, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. There was that final scene. Like, I, I've never had a movie make it so that I almost actually vomited watching it. But there's one, yeah. like, two-second moment where uh, Mido, I think her name is, mm-hmm. flaps the wings on her back that he bought in the beginning. Yeah. I had to stop and take, like, 20 minutes before I could go back to it. Yeah, it's messed up. It's really messed up, and I mean, if you like it, I'm very glad. Uh, I know there are a lot of people that consider it the greatest film of all time, but I don't know. What? It's definitely my favorite action. Uh, It's one of my favorite action movies. Yeah, I just wasn't enjoying myself this time. So that's my explanation, because I do think I need to justify myself about that one. I think that's valid, you know? That's totally valid, because it is a hard watch. Um, One movie I wanted to give an honorable mention to, I think I texted you after I finished this, in all caps, telling you to watch it. Uh, It's called The One I Love. The One I uh, Love, yeah. I wasn't able to find it, but yeah. I didn't know what movie you were talking about, so I'll put it on my watch list now. Yeah, it's a Hulu original. Um, It stars Mark Duplass who I think is easily one of the most underrated actor, writer, and directors. He does it all uh, working today. Um, He works with his brother most of the time, um, uh, Jay Jay Duplass. Uh, They they did, uh, or he's in uh, two of my favorite found footage horror movies called Creep and Creep 2. really really enjoy those but yeah i'm not gonna say anything about the plot because it's really it's just it's it's kind of quirky but it's also kind of weird and it's funny it's it is a really interesting interesting film on hulu you should go check it out don't read anything about it um before you go watch it uh it's directed by charlie mcdowell who also did the discovery and windfall um so yeah go check that one out i really enjoyed that um and if you don't have any more jagger maybe we can get into our game for the day i think we should yeah all right everybody so we're switching it up um today we're gonna play a game um we are gonna do so i have a list of uh some classic horror films and today me and jagger are just gonna talk like could we survive uh this horror movie all right um you know something something everybody talks about at one point like i think i could survive that um uh yeah let's just let's just get right into it so i think i want to start let's just start with jaws do you think you could survive Jaws? Do I think I could survive Jaws? Um, I mean, I don't live in a particularly beachy area, so yeah. Yeah, I think I could. 
I wouldn't be on the beach yeah. in the first place. I already don't go to the beach, so it's like I just don't like the ocean. The ocean freaks me out because of movies like this. So a hundred percent, if I know there's like a giant forty foot shark in there, I'm not going in the. I'm not going in there. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that's a hundred percent the survival rate for the average film enjoyer boys yeah um all right what about um let's go what about halloween the original halloween um the original now let's say i am in that area right um yes and let's say i'm also one of the babysitters because let's make Mm -hmm. this fair could i survive michael myers i mean Michael Myers is a slow-moving guy, and I have, like, anxiety, so seeing that guy for the first time just peeping across from the bush, I would be out of town so fast. Um, so I'd say, yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah. I I don't think too much I could do, because I'm not very, like, attentive to what's around me, so I think he'd get pretty close before I realize it, you know? And as we know from the newer Halloween movies, Michael Myers apparently can't die um, unless you strap him to a table and stab him hundreds of times. Um, But other than that, apparently he can't die. So I think I'd be screwed. I think I would get stabbed within the first 10 minutes. Yeah, but he's slow. I mean, he's a very slow-moving fellow. But, I mean... Besides the fact that he can, like, teleport, I guess. Essentially, yeah. I mean, when he is walking. Have you seen Halloween 2? No, not yet. Um, Well, in Halloween 2, there's one scene where he's walking out of a hospital, and he is moving at a snail's pace. So I guess I'd say I'm giving myself a 50-50 chance on it. So if you're saying no, I'll give myself a half and half, which would leave us at a 75 per or no, a 25% survival rate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, not that good. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, we're 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 screwed. Um all right. Uh what about alien? Do we think we could survive alien? No. We're on a we're on a spaceship. <laughs> I'm s- uh, a crazy uh, oh, what's it called? What are the aliens called in this? Uh, xenomorph, I believe. Yeah, a xenomorph. Yeah, that's it. God, we're such nerds. Um, yeah, a xenomorph gets loose. Are we surviving? I say no. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think there's a 0% chance of survivability here. These things are bred to be weapons of mass destruction. They're literally programmed to kill. I don't think we're surviving. I don't think there's any way we're surviving unless we stick with Sigourney Weaver. Um, Could I pick the next movie? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, shoot some out. Nightmare on Elm Street. How are you doing? Oh, I'm excited because I actually just watched that this week. Oh, you um, did? Oh, I love Nightmare on Elm Street so much. Yeah, Great. Freddy Krueger was a genuinely unsettling villain. Um, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm surviving. I I'm think a... there's a zero percent for me um, because I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. Yeah. And I already have weird dreams to begin with. 
So I think Freddy Krueger showing up in my dreams, I'd be like, yep, that makes sense. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm dead. I'm dead, for sure. Yeah. Freddy Krueger is terrifying. I'm a heavy sleeper, too. So, yeah. Um, I'm out of there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. again, zero. Okay, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. How are uh, you doing there? Okay, I would never go stay in an abandoned house. I yeah. I make that clear. I also wouldn't be in Texas. So that, well, that's also true. Um, I would, sorry, sorry to our Texas audience. We yeah. love Texas. Um, so I would never go stay in an abandoned house. But for the sake of the conversation, let's say I did, I I think I'd be screwed. I'm way too curious. I want to go explore. And I think Leatherface would see me and just chop me right up. And it'd be very, very frustrating for everybody because I think I'd be the first dead. Yeah, I think I would be like, um, what's his name, Franklin? I think I'd be like him in this. I'd be, yeah, the first one dead. Um, if... Yeah, again, for the sake of the bit, I stopped at this house in Texas. Um, I would have had a really, like, House of a Thousand Corpses moment where I'd be, like, seeing them, and I'd be like, hey, who are you, and what do you do, you know? Yeah. And I'd be trying to talk to them, and it'd be bad for me. All right, I've got, like, three more, and then we're good. Um, So the first one, the Evil Dead, like, first and second. So we're talking deadites all over the place. Yeah, I think we're both screwed. Honestly. Yeah. Things are terrifying. And, like, I mean, maybe if we have Ash with us, maybe if Bruce Campbell's there. Or what um, if What if we're the ashes of this situation? What if we, like, well, grab the all, chainsaw? Because Bruce Campbell is cool. Bruce Campbell is cool <laughs> as hell. Um... So if we are the Ashes, obviously we survive because he survives the whole series. That's true. But if we're not, if we're not, I think we're dead. And I'm 100%. I'm not mechanically inclined. I couldn't give myself a chainsaw hand. The, my hand would kill me before I could get anywhere. All right, two more. Hellraiser, how are you doing? You know what? I've seen Hellraiser, so I would like to hear your thoughts on this one. Have you seen it? What did you just say? You kind of no. cut out. You haven't seen Hellraiser. No. Um, I could not survive the Cenobits. I could not. <laughs> I would, again, get way too curious. I'd start messing around with that box, and I'd be dead in no time. I'd get dragged mm-hmm. to hell, and I'd be tortured, and it would not be fun. So, yeah. I'm gonna give myself a no on that one. Yeah. Alright, and the last one, The Exorcist. I think I could. You think you I could? think I think I survived that. I I mean, as I was talking to my buddy Ben about this the other day, we were watching some horror movie, and I was like, I we were talking like as cinephiles and 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 movie buffs, we are more equipped to deal with these supernatural or just like crazy situations than anybody else because we've just watched them over and over and over again, you know? Yeah, and like. I think your... I've seen enough exercising yeah. move. Like, I think I, I think I could exercise someone. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've seen a lot of movies like The Exorcist. I've seen The Exorcist a lot. I think I could do it. 
Yeah, um, I'm gonna say no. I think if I tried to exercise her, I'd mess it up. And I could totally see myself being put in this situation. And if I was one of the exorcists, right? And yeah. I, it was my first time doing one. Because at this point, they're already saying in the movie that an exorcism is not like a common thing to do. If I was in this situation, I could see myself trying it. Then the demon in this movie is like witty. Like it makes jokes at some points. Um, it would probably like yeah. fake being exercised, do her voice for a second, and then like laugh at me. And then I'd be too emotionally beat down for failing everyone. Then I'd just leave. And then it, it yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think I would maybe survive it because I didn't perform the exorcism, but I would not leave with a good taste in my mouth. Yeah, and also it like vomits and... on people. It vomits on people. I would not like that. Yeah, I'd that's leave. pretty gross. Yeah, that's pretty gross. I wouldn't love that. Um, so I want to do one last one before we finish up this episode. Uh, this is of our all time favorite horror movies. Um, the shining. Are you surviving the shining? Am I surviving the shining? Um, I'll put myself as Danny here, the little guy. Um, because I'm not Jack. And if I was Jack, then yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't survive actually. Um, Jack dies. Jack dies. And I'm also not his wife, for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. Then I'm Danny, I guess. And Danny does survive, but if I was fending for myself as a teenage Danny... <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you're in a big place like that... And, again, Jack is only human. Uh... I think probably not, but again, I'll give myself a maybe, because there's that giant kitchen, I guarantee you there's some, like, big knives in there, you could probably fight for yourself, and all he's got is an axe, at no point does he have any kind of motorized weapon, or any gun, or anything, so I'd say maybe, honestly, and if you trip him, and he falls, and he slips with the axe, then yeah, you know? Yeah, and I also think that they should have realized a lot earlier on that Jack was going crazy. Um, yeah, I think I'd be out of there real soon. I'd be, I'd be out. I'd be gone. I'd be in the in the uh, snowcat. I'd be, I'd be going down the mountain. So I think I could survive the shining. Yeah, I think maybe again as well. And we saw what she did with the baseball bat, and sh- we saw at that point yeah. that he was like criminally insane. Why didn't she just finish him off? I mean, realistically. It's the love of her life, you know? That's gotta be real hard. It's the love of her life, but he was threatening to kill the child. And her. And it's true. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I don't know. But I'd say I probably do survive The Shining. Yeah, 100%. Um, Alright, well. Yeah. You wanna say? Do I want to send us off? Yeah. For sure. Um, thank you guys so much for listening in to the Average Film Enjoyer podcast. Uh, on Tuesday, we were a little bit late on this episode, and I, 
I apologize. But on Tuesday, still, we will be talking about number 246, which is The Iron Giant. I'm very, very excited about this one. Because you love this movie. I know people who love this movie. So The Iron Giant rules. The Iron Giant rules. And I would also like to take a little bit of a small step forward and talk about number 245. Because this is a big episode. So on Friday, we are going to have our first guest. Yes, we are. Um, if you guys would like to check him out, or should I say, or should I leave it till next episode to say who it is? Uh, oh, go ahead. It gives something people to look forward to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys can check him out on TikTok. His name is Jeremiah Battle, and he is going to be on for our Persona episode. And I'm very, very excited about that because Jeremiah is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Dude, good dude. Um, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. So thank you guys all so much for listening in, and we will see you on Tuesday.